everybody. Welcome back to the set of the Tanya Joy Show. We are so happy to see you here today. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We are actually, you know, we pre-record our shows, right? I, I think most of you know that by now. Um, but this show is actually going to be airing on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And I thought it was really a great show to do on Valentine's Day because we're going to be talking really about God's love language. And we're going to be diving into the Hebrew letters. And um, so much of that, I believe, is tied into the way that he really wants to communicate to us. And so if you're out there today on Valentine's Day and you're sad or you're happy or you're alone or you're with your friends, your family or your loved ones, whatever, please realize that as we go through this day, that's a Hallmark holiday, right? That God loves you so much and he has so much he wants to tell you and so much he wants to reveal to you. And um, so hopefully this next hour you can spend with us 45 minutes um, and just be touched by the love of God and how much he forethought and foresaw about us when he created even the Hebrew letters. So we're really excited. We've got Charles Van Staden back. Many of you maybe saw the show that we did with him. Um, in the beginning of February, but last week it aired. Um, but he just, he's got a ministry out in South Africa. He's called the Throne Room Mystic. And if you did not see that show, you've got to go back and watch it because it's going to blow you away and it's going to challenge you in a way you probably have never been challenged. So anyway, welcome to the show. Please take a moment, hit like, hit subscribe, hit follow, give us a thumbs up and share this with your friends as it's starting to, it's live right now. So hit the share button now so that more people will see it because we want more people to understand how much God truly loves them. Today is Wednesday, February 14th. I'm Tanya Joy, and this is The Tanya Joy Show. We'll be right back. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an jo- honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am feeling so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because what is prayer? I'm just Jewish. You know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. Too. And that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it oh, right. Good job. Perfect. All right. The Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up. How? Sometimes I've thought. These are glory days and not gloomy days. Like I love that. You know, it it kind of works. Awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. <laughs> there we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. 
The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks America! Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at KirkElliottPhD.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. All right. Welcome back, everybody. For those of you that saw the show last week, we've got Charles Van Staden back. He is from Johannesburg, South Africa. He leads a church there called the Wells of Mem, and it has carried an amazing legacy of transformation. They previously were called Center Stage Christian Church. He's been in ministry over 18 years and just has such a heart for God and the fiery passion, the mystical sense of who God is and all the things that um, are withheld or within all of that of who the Lord is. So we're going to bring him on in and talk more. Hello, Charles. How are you? Hey, Tanya. Good to see you. Thank you, you for being back. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I thought, what you know, I always kind of pre-plan these shows based on the schedule of of who's scheduled in. And so this one landed to be falling on Valentine's Day, which I thought that's kind of cool because we're talking about kind of this love language of God through these letters. So I thought that was really fitting. Absolutely. I was I was surprised when you said it was going to be on Valentine's Day. And uh, that's super awesome because it is God's love language. Yeah, it just kind of happened that way. I didn't even it, like like I said, I just go through the, the schedule and this particular recording will fall on that day. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's awesome. So anyway, I'm excited. I've got my little dog here. Hopefully she's not going to uh, need to be held. She might. So we may have an appearance from the dog for everybody that's watching. But that's OK. <laughs> So anyway, well, let's dive into this because, you know, I know all over the world, I would say Christians don't understand the Hebrew language. They don't understand the depth of what just one Hebrew letter actually stands for and means. And I know when mm. you were here last time, we just started to kind of breach the surface of that, I feel like. So wherever you want to go, I'm going to hand the floor over to you and let's just dive into this. Perfect. Thank you. Um, firstly, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, is that if there is a faith that really doesn't know their mother language, it's the Christians, because Hebrew is our mother language. And unfortunately, people have associated it with the Jews, and they are the ones that speak Hebrew, etc. 
Uh, if a Hebrew is at the core of our faith, there's a phrase that says the Hebrew language creates before it communicates. And that is the key about the Hebrew language. It is that it has the Hebrew letters which combine to form a word and that word creates. So there is the saying that in the beginning was the word which was Jesus and the word was with God. So in the beginning, the word created the letters the letters were combined to form the words and the words created the worlds. But now when we start to focus on the Hebrew letters, that is such an amazing aspect of the Hebrew language because each letter means something. So it's not like other languages that A is a vowel, but that um, the Hebrew letter actually is an entity on its own. So firstly, and people might get, the jitters about this, but a Hebrew letter is a living entity because Jesus is the word. It's not just a letter. So firstly, it's a living letter. And then secondly, it's a gate. So mm -hmm. it creates and opens up realms and dimensions into the spirit realm to unfold and co-create. So let me give you an example. In the Hebrew Bible, the very first letter starts with bet. And I've got a bet here for you just to show the people. So if I can maybe, so this is the front. So you read Hebrew from left, uh, from right to left. And the very first letter is bet. Bet means temple. So the first verse in the Hebrew Bible in Genesis 1 verse 1 says in the beginning. So that in is bet. Bet means temple. So in other words, when you take the meaning of bet, so we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you read from a perspective of the Hebrew language and the Hebrew letters, then it would mean that from within the temple, God released the heavens and the earth. So it's God released creation. And that is the big mystery about we as sons of God is that we are co-creators with Christ. So the scripture in Romans says that creation waits for the revelation of the sons of God because creation's purpose can only be fulfilled when the sons rise up. So if you think about that mystery about the bet being the very first letter in the Hebrew Bible, it means everything was released from within that letter it unfolded. So when you think of that bet, which was the first letter, and as the second letter in the Aleph bet, the Hebrew alphabet, the first letter would then be Aleph, which is this one. Now Aleph is the silent letter in the Hebrew let, um, alphabet. So it's never pronounced. So they got vowels that they would put at the bottom of the of the Hebrew letter to so that the Aleph could be pronounced. When the Aleph is positioned, so the Aleph represents everything of God that can that is unfathomable, unexplainable. There's, there's no color that can describe him. There's no word or a picture, nothing. And that's what Aleph is. And that's why it's also the silent letter. 
So Aleph comes before Bet, which is the first letter. So when you take that Genesis 1 verse 1, if Bet is the first letter from where creation unfolded, Aleph stood in front of it. So in other words, you as the temple draw from the mystery and the inexplainable, the unfathomable of who and what God is. And it's made manifest in the temple, which is you. And then you are the one that gives expression to the the mysteries of Yahweh into creation. When you put Aleph and Bet together, you get the Hebrew word Avar, which is father. So putting that Aleph and Bet together, we get the intimacy between the sons of God and the father. Uh, Another mystery, when you think about it, is in Genesis 2, verse 7, it says that God formed man from the dust of the earth, and then he breathed into their nostrils the breath of God. Mm. So in other words, their complete existence that was in Yahweh was then released into substance. So there's three letters that come into play with that whole scenario. So... I'll just get them for you. That whole picture, all of that is three letters. Wow. Three letters. So here you have the father, and then you have the Hebrew letter He, which is the breath, and then the Hebrew letter Bet that would be at the end. So in other words, it'd be written like that. And that is the Hebrew word Ohav, and it means to make love. Wow. So when you take God, who breathed the breath into man, it was the most intimate form of lovemaking that you could ever imagine that took place. So when creation unfolds, There's the Hebrew letters that are the cosmic code. So they're building blocks. The one next to each other forms a word which brings about a substance of creation. So that's why it's always for me important. I try to teach people, try and start to learn the Hebrew language. You don't need to be able to speak Hebrew, Mm -hmm. but understand what the Hebrew letters mean. Because as soon as we start to understand the different Hebrew letters, and we do research when we read the Bible and see what is the Hebrew word for faith, etc. The mystery starts to deepen to such a way that you uncover the word like you have never been before. So the realms and the dimensions just start to unfold as you go deeper because the Hebrew language contains the mysteries of God hidden in that place of darkness so darkness is chosek and it doesn't mean darkness as sin but it is the mysterious place of god that he only reveals to the sons who dare to go and look for it so the hebrew letters and language carries so much mystery each hebrew letter has a numerical value mm-hmm. so for now instance is that, from Al- is that um Gematria? That's Gematria. That's right, yes. So 
when you consider creation, any scientist will tell you that mathematics and numbers are at the foundation of creation. Yeah. And each Hebrew letter is assigned a number. And that number, when you start to dissect Hebrew words, there are different mysteries that lie within Hebrew words that when you count them together, the numbers together, it relates to a different Hebrew letter, or there are other names that are in the Hebrew language with the same numerical value. And then there's some mystical link to each one of those. So what I like about the Hebrew letters for me as a, Christ-centered mystic is that it reveals to me the realms and the depths of Jesus, because that's all I'm interested in. I just want to go deeper into the Father heart of God. I want to go deeper into the wine house of Jesus. And those Hebrew letters, they start to reveal those inner sanctuary and intimacy, intimate places of the heart of Jesus to go deeper and start to learn, because what I do in my one course in um, cosmic codes is that I actually teach people how do we put the Hebrew letters together in your prayer life to build a framework so that we can access those Hebrew letters as gates and entities to release into the physical realm. Because for me, I want to do what my father did. Mm -hmm. He created and if I'm a son of God and he released creation through us as the bet, then surely there are so many mysteries there about creating that we have positioned in the Father. It's fascinating. So I did a little, I imagine you've studied or kind of understand the whole quantum physics and all of that realm, right? I remember, do you know or do you remember, did you ever hear of... Um, David Vancouvering? No. Okay. He was, I think, from the States. I'm not 100% sure on that, but he he did a lot of teaching back throughout the years, 70s, 80s, um, on quantum physics and how that is explaining so much that's in scripture and creation and all of those things. And I remember re listening to one of his his teachings, I guess, because he would go to different churches and stuff. And one of them was about how there's actually a numerical, like they found. So this reminds me of when you're talking about these two letters, Aleph and Bet, because he said that they, what they found is right before, like the very first thing, you know, we know we, we've got zeros and ones, you know, when you look at quantum mm. computing, it's zeros and ones, but right before the very first thing, and I'm sorry for people who actually understand quantum physics. I'm probably screwing this up, but just hang with me. Right before that, they found this quantum clock and they were able to see that there was like a flash, which would be the LF right before that first thing, that, that first thing you could count. There's this flash, which is God, the breathing, the breath that yeah. creates that life. And it's kind of like creation. I know, you know, different scientists have said they can actually see now when, when a, a baby is first formed, there is a flash of light. But that, that reminds me of those letters of Aleph and Bet because mm -hmm. it, it was this concept and they've seen that within science, basically, that there's this flash, there's this start, the, yeah. the breath of God, basically. Mm. Just fascinating to me. 
It is incredible. Um, I love following Brian Cox. Um, and though he's not, a, he's not a believer, but he's a very well-known scientist and his knowledge about the cosmos is pretty incredible, the universe. And he said that studies have shown that all of the cosmos and the universe is rotating to a common denominator. So, wow. But they can't explain what it is, but we know what it is. We know what it you is, know? yeah. It, and, and it's God. So all of it is rotating towards him and finds their expression from him. So it's it's just phenomenal, the mystery that is around the Hebrew letters and what we can do. I mean, if you think Aleph, for instance, which is the very first letter, Aleph explains is there's the infinite of God, the inexplainable, the mystery. mystery. But the word Aleph is Aleph Lamed pay but when you turn the word around aleph then it pronounced pala and that means wonders wow. so so when you turn around aleph it pronounces pala which means wonders etc and that's part of the mystery again of genesis 1 verse 1 is that with bet that's positioned as the first letter god has positioned you to be able to access the wonders of who and what he is, the I am who I am, to find expression in and through you. I'm busy doing a series started um, in our blog called Limit, Living Limitless, and we're starting to explore the potential of living untethered from the physical realm, because if our DNA is an Elohim, and we can do what our father does and with the hebrew letters then we should be able to live a life that's completely limitless that's immortal and i'm pretty excited about that i've done a long gone through a long journey and especially with my prayer life i like to use the hebrew letters i position them in certain aspects and um, situations that i pray into etc like one mystery, for instance, is, is the Hebrew letter Gimel. So Gimel is the third letter, and it's this one. So that is left to, to right. Mm -hmm. And Gimel means camel. So it camel is... Camel like as in the animal? Camel as in okay. the animal. So it signifies carrying the resources, carrying the gold and the wow. silver. So... A rich man, obviously, in biblical times was was known by their wealth, how many camels they had. The amount of camels would represent the wealth that he needed to, to carry through the desert. Now, Gimel, there's a Hebrew word, Ganzak, which starts with Gimel, which is storehouse of the heavenlies or the treasuries of the heavenlies. So, in other like words, Gimel... It, like the storeroom of God, like where he's got the gold, where like the gold, like his storeroom of financial. That's it. Exactly. And every son of God has got storerooms attached to them because you have the heavenly supplies to fill your calling on earth. And the chancellor at those storehouses carries the keys of the kingdom of those treasuries of the kingdom of heaven. So when you start to pray, into provision and govern and release finances or provision or what you're trusting for you engage gimel you position gimel at the gates to facilitate the transference from storehouses 
into situations and circumstances. So you learn to use the Hebrew letters and combining them as you learn the meanings of the other Hebrew letters to combine them so that their mandates and their scrolls combine to facilitate your scroll, your calling to be effective here on earth. So the Hebrew letters for me are keys of the kingdom. They enable you to what you loose on earth or what you bind on earth is loose or bound in heaven. So they are truly supernatural keys of co-creating that takes your prayer life and just the function as a son of God to the next level. So I just love it. It's so empowering. Now, so I have a quick question with Gimel. The other word that you said that it's part of, not camel, but the next one, you said it starts with Gimel. So, and it sounded like it started with like a G sound. So is that, it's like, so if that letter, so if you look at like, let's say we looked at the English language and we saw the word cat, just going to say cat because it's short, you would take each of those letters. And so that other word Gimel or the other word, I forget, what did you say it was? Yeah, Gimel, the the word was Gonzak. Gunzak. So it's treasury, it starts, yes. That other word, then you, you in order to, I'm, I'm trying to like get my brain wrapped around to understand when mm. you understand the language, it's, it's your breaking down I me. Mean, it's one thing to understand the depth of a word as a whole mm. that has five letters, yes. six letters, 10 letters. It's mm. another to then break it down and go each one of these letters. Now we have to learn how to break down to fully understand yep. what the whole picture of that word is basically. Exactly. So each 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 letter just opens up another realm of that word. I mean, it's it's like a bottomless pit of mystery, really, to go into that word, and it just takes you in places that God just reveals mysteries of His heart and things that you know are generally not going to read in the Bible. Actually, it right. is once you start to uncover the mystery of the language of the word, then you really get into revelation of what Jesus and Yahweh was saying in the Bible. So in order to really understand, like, you know, we're looking at the scriptures and we're trying to understand, okay, what did Jesus say? We would need to take, let's say, the Sermon on the Mount or whatever you want to say, any of the things he said, go all the way back to the original Hebrew of what he said and then yeah. break it down word by word. I mean, did they... Is. So here's my question. Did they, when they translated the scripture, did they kind of take those words and then elaborate on it to make it into the the pictures that we see written in our English language? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many, there's so much human interpretation in the scripture. And obviously through the ages also, what people weren't comfortable with, they took out, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's so much of the mystery and the depth of revelation that that was taken out of scripture because people would deem it as well witchcraft or or whatever it was just a religious spirit wanting to take away the power that is there but actually yes you know if if people want to know how do i do that because to go and buy a hebrew bible and to try and and that's that's going to be very tough is you can download logos bible software and then you can, from that place, you can buy a Hebrew Bible and you can buy the NIV. And then you've got facilities um, 
in the Logos Bible software that you can click on a word to see what is the Hebrew word and what is the meaning, you know. That is just an easy way to start to get into uncovering Hebrew words within the Bible. Because as a beginner, to take the Hebrew Bible and to, I mean, that's that's a massive mountain to climb. That's if what you I was don't thinking. Know the I was Hebrew like, that's going to be really hard yeah. to figure out. But, I mean, it's just mm. fascinating. And it makes me wonder, you know, it it really goes to show how the enemy really stole this so long ago to really you know we we think i think i think this anyway you know we're living in our modern day and age and so we see how the enemy's job is to steal kill and destroy and so we've gotten our mind oh look at all these things that have happened in our modern world but really that was way back at the very beginning that i mean he kind of stole it all right way back there so that we just don't even understand the truth at all we've just been living this life completely a oblivious to any of the real yeah. reality of what God actually created. Absolutely. So I think they, there's definitely a shift in the spirit where people are more and more starting to realize I need to know something about the Hebrew language. I need to know something about my, my mother language, because at the end of the day, if the breath was breathed into your nostrils and in the breath was the letters, the language, the breath was breathed into you. And so each one of those letters are entangled with your DNA. So they create gates within your spirit. So as soon as you start to engage with the Hebrew letters as entities and gates, they start to align with your spirit for divine transference. It is a going back to original intent. The more we engage with the Hebrew letters, the more they are unfolding our original existence of who and what we are in Christ, as well as the authority and the ability that we have using the Hebrew language to pray, to co-create, and to bring about a physical manifestation of miracles. Wow. That, I mean, it's so deep. It's, it's truly, it's like somebody would need to go back. It's almost like you need to go to college. You need to go to university go back and relearn everything because it's it we don't have any concept of this i don't know i mean I, I apologize if you guys are watching and you're like our church knows this i don't personally know really any churches here that like understand this or mm -hmm. you know that teach this or you know maybe i just haven't found it yet but um it's just it's wild you know i i know that we have been misled i mean that's something that we've all been waking up to particularly in the last 4 years but when mm. when we really understand the depth of the Hebrew language, the letters, I mean, that just adds a whole other layer to completely being like, well, no wonder none of us are living a truly abundant life. No wonder there's so much sickness within the church community. No, what you know, people yeah. don't even know how to pray. And you think I think about like I'm kind of a loud prayer, so. You know, if, I, if there's someone who's really sick and I'm like, and I feel like I'm supposed to pray, I'm loud. I mean, I'm like, uh-uh, no, get lost, devil. This person's yes. covered by the blood. No, we're not dealing with this. And I've been in places where I've prayed that way. And, you know, the staff of the church is like, you know, they don't know exactly what to do with me. <laughs> but I'm like, that's how we should be. Like, and that's barely, like, I don't even fully get it. But like, why are we not able to look at that sickness and go, no, you're not coming near me. You're not coming near this person. We're done with you. You know, if we understood mm -hmm. the power we 
had within our DNA, the way God actually created us, we would be operating in that and seeing that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the, with the, with the Hebrew language and the letters, it starts to unlock the authority that we have. Um, you start to transition from someone who constantly asks God to do something for them to someone who partners with Yahweh in creating, facilitating and bringing about original intent. You know, your sonship just goes to the next level because otherwise, you know, it, it takes on a, a servant attitude, you know, um, hoping we can get crumbs from the table. I hope he hears me. Maybe he'll do it for me. But unlocking through the Hebrew letters, we start to understand what the keys are that we have to literally unlock in the spirit realm, to permeate and to start creating like the potter with the clay. So your prayer life completely changes when you learn to use the Hebrew letters to build structures in the spirit, to engage the angels that are positioned with each Hebrew letter to facilitate their mandate and scroll to manifest wow. that um, what each one of them carries. So it goes so deep. And, um, and I think there's an aspect of the new age that understands the Hebrew letters, because actually when you go and look at the occult, that they have the Hebrew letters there. Well, now really? why? Absolutely. Why would the occult have the Hebrew letters when it is ours, yeah. when they understand and know the power that it, that it has? But it's completely the different gate. The gate is Jesus for the manifestation of that because he is the word. He is the manifestation of each letter. So the power that lies within each letter, it is when you start to engage the Hebrew letter, you start to learn a different dimension of the fear of God mm. because you start to entangle with keys and power of the kingdom that is very tangible and God takes you deeper once you mature a bit. As you mature, then you go to the next. You know, it's the scenario of car keys won't, given, won't be given to a baby because a baby can't drive. Sure. But as you grow, you got your license, you get the key. So as we mature in our relationship and as we start to learn to govern in the spirit realm, we start to go deeper and Jesus opens more when what we can and allow to us to do with the Hebrew letters. I love the whole aspect about the language and the letters is that partnering with my father. I feel like a partner in the kingdom business and not just like someone that's on earth to live out a life and ask for stuff, etc. Is the picture just explodes to my potential and what my call really is goes far and beyond than just what is here on earth. It, it really, I'm a visual person. So, you know, like everything. So to me, it's this, like, I love this concept because it, it's visual. It's more visual seeing this picture of, of a letter and breathing and living, but it really does. Um, I know after you were on the last time I was, I don't even know. I feel like I was half asleep, but I started to have kind of like an intercession that came over me. It was in the nighttime. I mean, I was supposed to be asleep, but I had this intercession and I went, I saw, because I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ask Jesus, would you just bring me 
to the courts. It was for, for one of my children. And I just had this intercession. And I mean, I, it was like, all of a sudden I saw him just bring me right into the courts and be like, ask, you know, here's the father ask what we're, we're together. And it just, it was this shift. Um, and, and that was because we were talking about the courts of heaven. And again, that's an area so few people really understand. And that's something being talked about. I mean, I know you've seen that there's a lot of people preaching and teaching on the courts of heaven mm. and, and it's great. That's it's good. But like, we've only barely scratched the surface, you know, we're just, we're so far from fully understanding, but it's really exciting to live in these days because it does feel like we're in a time period like none other where the yeah. true sons and daughters of God, the remnant really are pressing in and going, I, I will at all costs go to understand, teach me, you know, uh, today, teach me the things that I don't understand and reveal these new mysteries that we've never known where that seems to be a much more um, common thread among people yeah. today than it was 20 years ago, 50 years ago, a mm. um, hundred years ago, you know, it seems it seems like it's, be I, I don't want to say mainstream because it's not mainstream, but I'm here. There's more people I know that have even just heard about it, which is. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I'm really, uh, it, it's been on my heart for a long time that the, the spirit will really stir the hearts of the sons of God to really return to, um, understand their mother language yeah. Because in that language, it really unlocks the mystery of God like we've never experienced before. And it's in your DNA, so that stirring will be there, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Is there is there anything else that you want to uh, address with this today that I didn't ask or we, did, we missed? Again, when we go to the beginning of Genesis, the first chapter, they are, they call it the 32 paths of wisdom. So in other words, 32 times the word Elohim appears in the first chapter. If you break down the 32 times, 10 times it is God said. So it's the 10 sayings of Yahweh. Wow. And then it's coupled with the 22 Hebrew letters that were used for the sayings to manifest, which makes up the 32 times Elohim was named and makes up the 32 paths of wisdom and the 32 pillars of creation. So the Hebrew language and the Hebrew letters are the building blocks of creation. So when you literally look at a Hebrew letter, you are looking at something that came together so that the manifestation of creation can take place. So it is just something that is mind boggling that when you engage with this, you go right back to that space mm. when God said in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth and said, let there be. And right here in my hands are let there be. So it is just. I love even how they look like puzzle pieces. I mean, they, they look like what we, <laughs> of course, our modern day, right. Has probably copied off of that, but they look like puzzle pieces. They, you know, they look yeah. like pieces that would all fit together, which they, they do. And that's just fascinating. It, it, it creates such okay. a hunger in me, for sure. 
we got a guy, Marius, in our church. He's a carpenter and he made these letters for me and, and subsequently made. We've got big letters in the church standing on the floor. If you if you watch on the YouTube channel, you'll see them standing all over. In I know, church. it's so cool. <laughs> and it's um, really and I've, cool. I've taught the people when they worship, you'll see they'll go and take a Hebrew letters. They'll, they'll pack them out because they started to learn what the meaning is so that they can engage them in worship and um, position them for manifestation so and i can only imagine yeah I, I can only imagine the freedom and the manifestation and the the movement that you see in the church because the people understand that mm, it is huge i mean we we can't do an auditorium style because we would it would be terrible we just to act in the service, you know, yeah. we walk around and we're doing prophetic actions and then we're rolling out the sea of glass, a piece of cloth that we, that represents the sea of glass that we can walk over and do prophetic actions and worship trade. Wow. Yeah. I can't even Exciting. barely imagine. Yeah. It, it's it really someday I'm going to come there because I mean that, that it just feels like it would be like, walking into heaven, you know, like really understanding the depth, um, of what God intended from the very beginning, which it does. It goes back, like you said, to intent from the very, very beginning. It's just fascinating. So for everybody that's watching or listening, you can find out more about, um, Charles church. You can find out more about the uh, courses. You can take the courses. You can dive deeper into this. You've got a lot of stuff on your YouTube channel. Um, and online, I looked at, I, I was looking at it. So go to throne for those of you that are listening, um, or watching, if you're watching, you'll see it on the screen. You can also follow at throne room mystic. Um, but the website itself is throne room And then on YouTube, if you look at the throne room mystic, then you'll see the church, I believe, right? The church services yes. are under that. Yeah. So uh, it's there or they can just go to wells of mem, the YouTube channel. Okay. That's the YouTube channel. Wells of mem. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really encourage you when I was traveling last week, I didn't get through the whole thing because I was like part listening and then I'd get phone calls, but I was trying to get through a set, uh, one of the services and I was like, it started. I'm like, this is so awesome. And um, that's the great thing about social media. Now, really, we can engage, you know, from across the pond, uh, so to speak, and really dive in and get a deeper understanding of all the things that God is doing in these days. I mean, it's exciting. We're moving from one kingdom. Oh, yeah. to another and this is all i believe part of that i really do oh thank you so much for joining again charles hang tight we're just gonna finish this up y'all thank you so much for joining please share this this is you know this is deep and this is something you need to probably go back and re-listen go back and re-listen to the first show um we've got it we've got to really grasp this i really believe it this is gonna set you free this is gonna bring healing this is gonna unlock mysteries it's gonna unlock destiny for you. So um, as you know, we end this, the shows with a scripture. So today is Isaiah 57, 15, the high and lofty one who lives in eternity. The Holy one says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. So thank you so much for joining us. As always, please 
share, like, subscribe, check out the new website. We're in the middle of uh, revealing that, tanyajoy.tv. And as always, you can watch us on the Blessed News Network, blessednewstv.com, as well as Rumble, Facebook, and all those other great places. So thank you so much for joining. God bless you. And until next time, bye for now. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. Hi, everybody. This is Tanya Joy from The Tanya Joy Show, also known as Beauty for Ashes. And I want to take a quick minute and talk to you about my new favorite sprays. This is by Verve Vitamins. Now, I want to show you this one in particular. I've got three here that I use on a very regular basis. One is Sunny, it's called. Let's see if we can see it. And I'm going to show you a quick commercial. This is vitamin D3, and it is amazing if you need to be in the sun and get those extra vitamins. This one is Energy. These are vitamin sprays. You do seven sprays in your mouth, and it takes care of your vitamins. You can travel with them. I mean, these are small. They're the size of a pen. You can stick them in your purse. But this one right now is what you need to get. This is called Cold. It's vitamin C and zinc. I came down with a little bit of something right around the new year, and I started spraying this. I actually used it three times a day, and you guys, it's less than five days later, and it is gone. So you need to check out Verve Vitamins. Stick around. I'm going to show you the video, and in that video, it's going to show you the website to go to. You will get a discount with our code, TanyaJoy, so be sure you check this out. This is going to change your life. I'm telling you, these are amazing. you've enjoyed this episode of beauty for ashes with tanya joy please subscribe hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below lastly if you've enjoyed today's podcast share with those who came to mind be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this